I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Oh, what about that loud house tonight? What's up, Cuse Nation? Welcome to episode 34 of the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music. I'm Sean alongside my buddy Joe. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. All right. So we want to be the number one podcast for Syracuse Sports. So if you would, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. That would be awesome. Thanks in advance for that. You have to subscribe first to be able to do it, but we would really appreciate that. So, my favorite my favorite part of the week is back, and that is the day they release Syracuse.com releases the poll from the previous game to get a feel for what the fans are feeling. Um, I'm sure you know we're we're coming down off of our Clemson win, heading into Miami now. It's time to to look ahead to Miami. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna do some bowl watch stuff. We're gonna do some. Um, we'll go over some power rankings from Brent Axe from Syracuse.com, and then um, we'll do some pregame, and then we have just a small recruiting story for uh, the end of the show. So, all right, Joe, here we go, dude. Here we go. You tell me where you land in this, okay? Um, yep. This is the poll from Syracuse.com after the Clemson win. Uh, the first choice is, in Babers we trust. Second is, I'm encouraged but need to see more. Third is, it's one game, people. Calm down. Um, <laughs> the fourth is other, and the fifth is still picking apples. So... Point six percent are still picking apples. Point six nine percent are other. So as you can imagine, um, Joe, you actually touched on you know great win, but you know let's not let's not think we're ten foot tall and bulletproof. That's that's kind of along the lines of it's one game. People calm down. But I've got to say, 
Um, I'm encouraged, but I, but I need to, this says I need to see more. I just want to see more. Right. Or in Babers We Trust. That's, that's, that takes the lead at 58%, so, uh, which is understandable right. after the week that man had. So what do you think, Joe? Well, I think it, uh, it all depends on how you, um, you see the question. Um, the question was what describes your faith in Syracuse football at the moment, and I don't know if it means some people might look at it as a future, some people might look at it as this season. And when I was talking about um, pumping the brakes in this one game, um, I was talking about the fans basically thinking that just because we beat Clemson that we're going to win every single game. Um, I don't think that's the case, but as far as the future, um, this isn't – the full um, repertoire of players that uh, Babers is going to have in the future and what he's seeing. He's still playing with a lot of Schaefer's guys. And um, for what he has and the experience and the younger guys and stuff like that, I would say in Babers we trust just because I, I trust in, in his system and I trust that these type of games are going to be winnable and we're going to be in them for foreseeable future as long as uh, he's at Syracuse but like I said before when I was talking about that I was talking about the fans basically thinking that now that we beat Clemson we should go undefeated the rest of the season and win every game so I mean I trust Babers and, and, and I, I trust the uh, I, have, I have faith in him without a doubt so alright cool well that's always fun to do um, but but go ahead Beacon Skiff Beacon Skiff is an awesome player Beacon so <laughs> Point six percent. Well, oh, the old Beacon Skiff. So you don't miss it. You don't miss it till you're gone. You know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> soggy mash, Macintosh apples. Oh come on! Uh, I'm not a fan. My wife loves them though. Every time she sees Macintosh apples, I end up with come two on. bags here. I'm like, oh, these are terrible. They're too soft. Come on, Granny Smiths. Let's go. Come on. Oh, I love some Granny Smiths now. I love some Granny Smiths. Those Macintosh, man, they're they're for the birds. Literally, yeah, I give it to a bird. I, I I think computer when I hear that. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the number of bowl teams we have is thirteen out of seventy-eight so far. Uh, NC State clinched this week. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Southern California, uh, South Florida, and Texas. Uh, Christian all clinched after this weekend. So the odds, they put the odds, we were down to 15%, by the way, at one point. They put the Syracuse odds up to 75% for making a, for making a bowl game after, after this week. So when we look at it, um, Miami kind of, you know, inconsistent quarterback play, slow starts, Florida, um, you know, they kind of struggled to score a little bit. They're kind of a mess, Florida, in my opinion. Um, Florida State? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wake Forest, a, a solid team, a way underrated. We've mentioned that. Um, but yep. they got the, they're, they're, they're not like real super explosive or anything. And then, I mean, what do you think about Louisville? I mean, I don't know. They're, uh, they're kind of hit or miss too, right? And then, no, if you give up forty-five points to Boston College, then something's wrong in the defense. Ahead, exactly. So. And then, speaking of Boston College, they had that AJ <laughs> Dillon, that freshman running back, ran for two hundred and seventy-two yards against Louisville. So yeah. those are our those are our games coming up. Miami's five and zero. If we beat Miami, I think we get a bowl game. I don't think it's going out on much of a limb uh, to to say that. Um, no. you know, so it, Look, now if you look at. 
if you look at last year, if we would have went five and seven because of our APR and there wasn't a, uh, 78 teams that it went at least um, six and six, uh, then, I mean, realistically, that could happen this year, too. So, I mean, even a five and seven, you still have an opportunity to make a bowl game. So, um, but now that we beat Clemson to think that we can win two games in the rest of the season, um, I think that's a pretty fair assessment of, of what our odds are at this point. Okay. So, all right, uh, just a quick quick history, just to put things into perspective going into this game against Miami. Syracuse football, this is from Syracuse.com. Um, Syracuse football last defeated ranked opponents back-to-back weeks in 1983. Okay, that's just ranked. When it, when it closed out the season with victories against number 13 Boston College and 14 West Virginia. Syracuse last defeated two ranked teams in the same season in 2001. Uh, when the Orange won against number five Virginia Tech and knocked off number twenty-five Boston College, that was also the last year that Syracuse was ranked in the AP top twenty-five. The only time Syracuse defeated two ranked teams in the top ten in the same season came in nineteen fifty-nine. Syracuse's only national championship team, when we beat number seven Penn State and number four Texas in the Cotton Bowl. And I actually have a glass mug from that year, a vintage glass mug from that championship. So, okay, this I want to give to you. Tell me if you agree with this. This is Brent Axe. You're, you're the professional on the podcast. This is Brent Axe's power rankings, okay? So take it for what it's worth. and see if I just want to see if you agree. Clemson 1, Miami 2, Virginia Tech 3, NC State 4, um, Virginia 5, Georgia Tech 6, Wake Forest 7th, CUSA 8th, Florida State at 9, Boston College 10, Louisville 11, Duke 12, Pitt 13, North Carolina 14. It's actually it's actually probably a good rundown right there. Yeah. I think um I think a lot of it comes down to just like the top 25, it comes down to who's winning and who's losing. Uh Florida State still stays up there just because of basically sheer talent. I think they're struggling because their starting quarterback got injured the first game of the year, so they're going with a freshman, and like you said, they've had problems scoring. Um, but, yeah, I um, it's always tough, too, because it's there's two different divisions, and not everybody plays everybody. Um, Virginia's up there because they're 5-1, and one, but, I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to say that if they were in our, our side of the division, they would be there. But it's still early, so um, Syracuse at eight. I mean, obviously that's pure just us beating Clemson. So I think the they can say what they want. The ratings are a lot closer, so it'll change here soon. I just think that our side of the division is a lot harder, and if they're going to go by losses and wins, then um, you're going to have teams up there. I don't necessarily think Virginia Tech's ahead of uh, NC State, but um, in Miami, I think they're just because they haven't lost. So. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, it's just a it's the piece to go together. It's, uh, it's really not. There's not a lot of validity to it, or you know, there's a lot of things you can't really prove because most of those teams don't play each other. So all right, so looking ahead, going into Miami, going into Miami, which is a little disconcerting, but going into Miami uh, before we head into a bye week, um, you know, they've got they're beat up. They're beat up on defense. Um, it seems and, to be and offense. 
and offense, but it seems to be they're getting some of the getting a bunch of these players back. It looks like on defense. So, um, I mean, Joe, tell us what you think, dude. What do we need to look for? Uh, that's that's just it. I think it's good. it's an interesting matchup. Um, we played seven games. They played five games due to the uh, the hurricane. Um, their game uh, against Arkansas State got canceled, and um, the Miami Florida State game got postponed. So it's going to be um, interesting to see where they make those games up. But uh, like you said, they're they're starting running back going into the year. Um, the season, and you know they have they have guys, they have athletes. Uh, Mark Richt is he's an alum of Miami, and he was former Georgia coach. He had very very good success in Georgia for a long time in the SEC. Uh, so they have athletes. He's got the third ranked um, third ranked recruiting class for next year. So uh, that team is definitely an uprise. You can definitely say that Miami's getting back to where uh, to where it used to be. Um, but at the same time. When I look at how they've won in the team in the team they played, I wouldn't. I'm not as impressed as as some people are. Uh, you know, I I told you I talked to your brother who's a Miami fan, and he kind of scoffed at the fact that Syracuse even had a chance, which I think is funny what? because just yeah, oh yeah. Oh, what a fool! I, I think I think they definitely have a chance. I mean, well, after last week's game, I mean, as long as we stay humble. Don't let this get to our heads. I think we definitely have a chance. Um, Miami, some of the stuff that I saw, well, first going through their schedule, uh, they beat Bethune Cook 41-13, and then they had um, almost three weeks off before they even had another game. They played Toledo. and uh, Because Toledo of the hurricane, right? That was because of the hurricane, yeah. though, right? Yep, because of the hurricane. Yeah, okay. They played, they, they played Toledo at home, and um, Toledo was actually beating them 16-10 to at halftime. Miami came out, scored two touchdowns in the third quarter, was up 24-16. Going into the fourth, Miami, again, they scored um, two quick touchdowns. Uh, they went up, I think it was uh, 38-16. And uh, Toledo actually came back and made it an eight-point game with seven minutes to go, something like that. And uh, they ended up beating them 52-30. Uh, Toledo, they're a MAC team, but they're not bad. Um, but that was a game that was a lot closer than what the score was. And uh, then they went to Duke and kind of handled Duke. I think they were a little bit too athletic on um, on defense. But um, the last games, I mean, Miami and Florida State—that's that's always doesn't really matter the talent. That's usually always a pretty close game. And Miami scored, I think, right there at the end of the game. They threw a touchdown pass uh, to win. And then last week against Georgia Tech, they had a a miraculous catch that bounced off the defensive player and kind of right into the offense off of the, uh, the receiver's hand. Um, thing got a couple of touchdowns in Florida State, uh, put them in field goal range, and they kicked the field goal and beat them by one point. Um, so as much as you know, we're a 16 and a half point favorite now. They opened at 13, so it's just been growing. So the majority of the people out there think that um, Miami is going to beat us by more than two touchdowns, and uh, I just don't see it based upon the teams that they played. And like you said, they were beat up. They are getting. Um, one of their main, uh, probably their best receiver back, Richard. Um, but I don't see them as uh, a team that is really where their ranking shows. They've only had five games, they've like three weeks off. And in college football, as long as you don't lose, college sports period, as long as you don't lose, 
and you're going to move up the rankings. If someone loses in front of you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing a one-play team with Sky, if someone loses in front of you, you're going to get moved up. So um, I personally don't think they're as good as a ranking, but I'm not going to sit there and say that they don't have a chance. To, I mean, they're still the front runners to, to win the uh, the ACC uh, Coast, I think, the division and uh, make it to the ACC championship game. But, um yeah, I think I think we definitely have a chance as long as we, we stay humble and this we don't let this win get to our head. Um they uh the quarterback there, Rogier, he's kind of for fourteen touchdowns, which for the first five games, which is um the records since I think the last person to do it was Ken Dorsey, I think. So it's been a long time for that. Um they've only allowed eight touchdowns the whole season, their defense and uh Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and they they're They've um, been outscoring their opponents. I think I think they have I think 81 point differential. Um, they've outscored their opponents by 81 points in the fourth quarter this year. So it's funny because it kind of reminds me that 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 part kind of reminds me of our team. Yeah, and they almost nearly averaged 200 yards on the ground a game. So there are some things that you know when you see kind of startling, especially if you compare them to our team. But uh, the fourth quarter that kind of gets me because you know how we play with our tempo and stuff. That's we try to get people tired. So yeah. as long as we don't, again, like in other games, put ourselves in a rut early, and we can use our tempo on offense and move the chains and maybe uh, get this defense tired. I, I don't really, I can't see them putting those kind of stats up in the fourth quarter against us like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'd have to agree with that. They, you, you mentioned their their run game. It, I mean, they're um, Mark Walton is out for the year, but they have yep. that um, sophomore Travis Homer. Yep, and he put up 170 yards against Georgia Tech. So yeah, they got a, they got a table. They got athletes. You know? Yeah, they and do. They're that's... deep. They're deep, man. You got to be to be five and zero and have that many injuries. I mean, there's a lot of guys out last week too. So, yeah, and they barely squeaked like, that game by, though. I mean, let's be honest. Um, There's a couple games that they barely squeaked out. Like yeah. I said, between the between the games they played, I mean, they really only beat Bethune Cookman and Duke handily. I mean, Toledo was down eight with seven minutes, eight minutes to go. You know, they just they just scored a couple more touchdowns at the end of the game to blow it open. I just don't think Toledo had the horses the fourth quarter to deal with the run game. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. Um, I would definitely definitely take Syracuse with the points. What's the spread? I just uh, opened at 13, and at this point right now, it's 16 and a half. So people have been betting Miami big because that's the only reason that the, the spreads go up. So, hmm. um, okay. Right. Yeah, 16, that makes sense. So 16 and a half. So, again, like I said, I, and it's in Miami. So, I mean, again, weather is always a concern. So, you know, they get one of the little tropical little storms or it's raining like last week in Georgia Tech, and that definitely goes against. I mean, you saw it last year when we played. Uh, down at Wake Forest when they had the, the little hurricane, little rainstorm. And, it, I mean, Wake Forest ended up beating us, I think, solely because of the fact that we couldn't play our outside in that rain. So, um, but this year's a different team. And um, the mentality that we have now is staying with every game and the teams that we've seen. Um, Miami's talented. They're fast. But I don't think that they're going to have anything that we haven't seen from another team this year. So It's it's the same story, different game. Got it. Got Can't. Can't put ourselves in a hole too early. I yep. feel like I feel like their defense um 
could get t- like you said could get tired very easily just like every other defense against the Syracuse offense and um you know we don't want to see we don't want to see the chain getting broke out if you know what I'm saying you know yeah. Miami's got the uh the chain 36 inch two and a half kilogram yeah. 10 karat gold chain with the big U on it and they only break it out on the sidelines for turnovers no um, I'm not gonna lie their defense is definitely good Defense is good. Um, they're good and they're beat but, up, and they were still good. But at the same time, if you look at the, the team that they played, um, I, I know nobody, I know. nobody, no team that they played, I think offense wise. I mean, Georgia Tech got a good offense um, traditionally, but that's kind of a, a weird, you know, triple option offense. And again, Miami's got the athletes um, to get sideline to sideline, and it's just mostly run like Georgia Tech is, then it's going to be um, it's going to be a little bit easier for them. Same thing with Duke. They kind of have the same type of offense. And so they matched up well with them. With the spread, spread offense, uh, they haven't seen uh, an offense like this. So I think that it's, honestly, in my eyes, I think it's a pretty good matchup. I'm not, I'm not looking at the, the number eight, and I'm just looking at who they've played. Yeah, Grams are 5-0, but who do they play? You know, they, they're beat up a little bit, and um, – it all really just depends on, I feel like, how motivated Syracuse is. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I think, well, m- motive and momentum go hand in hand. So, I mean, you know, the team's clicking, the team's clicking. I mean, the most dangerous any team can be is when they're when they're meshing and everybody's on the same page. So. Right, um, and, and, and you have to count it to effect. There's a couple, you know, other things that I mean, Miami has just come off of playing Florida State and Georgia Tech um, and uh, very close games, winning at the end of the game. Um, they need a little bit of luck in some cases to win those games. Um, so you never really know how much that, you know, how taxing that is to a team. And um, also the uh, the one story that I um, read that I'm kind of looking at is Steve Ishmael because he's from uh, Miami. He's from that area, and he actually – wanted to his dream school was Miami. I think he got uh I don't think he got offered until late in, in, in the recruiting uh in the recruiting session when um when Miami didn't get a player or something like that. But you know, um he his his parents have never seen him play in the dome, haven't seen him play collegiately live at all. And um he's going back home to Miami where uh, his friends and family uh, can finally see him play collegiately and I mean, he's got uber uber confidence right now as far as where he's at in the game. You know, he's leading the nation in receptions, and um, I would expect a really really good game from him. So yeah, well, hopefully. Was, I mean, he's awesome, and he's 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 the the nation knows it right now. So that's the other thing. Yeah. And when you start yeah, to get recognized, you start to get a little bit more attention from the defense. So, but, but, you know, he can go up and like we were talking earlier, I mean, he knows how to time his jumps. I mean, it's just a natural ability. So he's a big, strong receiver with strong hands that can go up and catch the ball at the highest point. Um, He's not going to be an easy cover for anybody. He's already played against corners that are going to play in the NFL and um, he's won the overall battle in in the games. So, um, and this is just going to be another notch in his belt. I think, especially with the motivation of being able to play in front of his parents and, and family and going home and stuff like that. So there's some interesting, um, interesting, you know, inside stories and stuff like that. Um, 
again, like I said, I just, I just hope that, uh, that we're there mentally. That's really all. I, I just don't want to see a hangover uh, game from beating Clemson. That's all. I'd rather them stay humble and understand that people still, I mean, coming out and looking at the, the spread, the point spread, and you, you just beat Clemson for 23 and a half point favorite. You figure that might be a little bit closer, but they're still not getting respect from I mean, Vegas, the betters. I mean, you get respect from national media because of their they're upset, but I guarantee you those same people don't expect them to go back to back and go down to Miami and beat another top ten team. So, oh, no one's can, ex- no one's expecting it. No one expects. No, it. no, and hopefully Babers can can get that message out and keep them keep them humble and keep them hungry. And uh, that's really what I'm looking forward to. So, just come out early and again, that fountain fire on all cylinders like we did in the beginning um, against Clemson, but just keep it close and. Hopefully that tempo can uh, can allow us to because it looks Miami's kind of just kind of the same thing. Their defense is enough to keep them in games. I don't think they've played against as good offense as we have, and uh, and it looks like they wait to kind of tire their opponents out in the fourth quarter where they just run, 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 and run down their throat. And you know they got 200 plus yards of rushing, and you know they're scoring two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So that's kind of what we got to look at. Um, all right. Well, moving. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. You know, um, it is going to be a three thirty game, and it's on. It's on ESPN. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a little bit of talk on game day as well. Uh, so, that'll probably be one of the games that the guys stick. So, what do you think? I think it's going to be a good game. I, I mean, I, I just the odds the odds for winning are stacked against us so much that. You know, it feels impossible. I don't think it's impossible, but going there, if if they were coming to the dome, I think I think you know the, it feels different to me. But we're going there. Weather could be a factor. Um, you know, <laughs> they're undefeated. They saw what happened to Clemson. They're going to be very aware of of what we're all about. They're they're going to probably try to you know slow the offense and, and condition their players. I mean, I just think that they're good enough. They're going to prepare that way, but I don't think you, I don't know if you can prepare for it, to be honest with you. I mean, the only, no. the, the only game plan that I've seen um, is, you know, and you could say I'm, I'm teetering on a fine line here, but um, you know, you drop, drop out until you can catch your breath for a minute. You know, I mean, you can't tell me it hasn't happened. You, no, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it seems yeah. seems to be the only strategy that works to let everybody ca- gather their their wits about him again is to, you know, maybe not necessarily fake an injury. It could be a cramp or something. You, you know, maybe they could get off the field and they're just like, you know what, I'm just going to drop here and give my guys a rest. I mean, that's all I'm saying. You can't tell me 100% of those are for real. There's no way. So yeah. I know well, it's not very I mean, popular he, he, to he say, but... Power in- ESPN Power Index gives us in uh, what eleven point four or what fourteen point four percent chance of winning or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't go. I don't pay. I've learned in all sports not to pay attention to any of that. Well, yeah. Matchup picture says eleven point six Syracuse, eighty-eight point four Miami. Yeah. So, um, but Rick Rick was quoted saying that you know the players sat down, they watched it, they know that. You know, I uh, read an uh, article on ESPN that says that Miami has eyes wide open against Syracuse. So, 
like you said, um, they're going to sneak up on them. I don't think they're going to sneak up on anybody at this point. So. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, of course they're going to say the. I mean, they're going to be prepared, but I don't know if you can fully prepare for it. I just don't. So, right. I mean, no one else is being able to. You don't think Clemson tried to prepare for it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't think they right. knew about the offense? So, yeah, well, I mean, Miami's defense is good, but uh, they weren't Clemson. And Clemson's a far better opponent than Miami has. So, um, all right. Well, we'll only have to wait and see, but I'm definitely ready. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm ready too. Um, one more quick note: uh, Cuse loses a recruit. Well, Beheim, I guess you could you could headline this two different ways. Uh, Beheim loses recruit to Hopkins. Um, <laughs> Nate Roberts will not end up um, on the Orange class of 2018. So that was going to be our last spot, and um, you know we're going to have to do some. Hopefully, something pops up or what? What do you think? Well, um, I actually read something on Facebook.com that uh, after Nate Roberts um, did it to Washington, they're moving on to uh, 7-1 center, uh, Major Majak. So he's a 7-1 guy, and he's kind of raw. I mean, I'd probably, probably compare him to Baimu Kita. So he's a... Uh, just he's he's raw. He's continuing to get better, but but uh, from what they say, um, from what his high school uh, coach says, he says he blocks everything. He's just a disruptor in the paint. It's just one of those guys that looks like um, he's not going to be all over the recruiting boards, top 100, this, this, and that, whatever. But he um, he's definitely one of those guys that if you're coaching a two-three zone, you you don't mind taking and filling a spot to to see if he can be that, that rim protector and that guy in the middle. Because we've, we've proven it. Other guys have proven it. There's been no-name guys all over the place yeah. before. You know, they those are the type of guys you need in the zone. And Bobby McKeaton really didn't do too much offensively. Craig Forth, you know, guys like that, that just straight defenders, and, and, and Beheim's okay with that. So, obviously, Nate Roberts was, was the guy, but he was also recruited by Mike Hopkins when Mike Hopkins was at Syracuse. So, I Fair think enough. uh Fair enough. Yeah, I think it's gonna be we're gonna see this a lot. Like you said, the the headline that you know, Beheim loses with Hopkins. Uh, it's it's gonna happen. There's a reason why Hopkins is the coach waiting. there's a reason why we're losing these guys a lot but a lot of the recruits that we're getting, if you see the recruits top five, you'll see Washington and Syracuse in it because of the fact that Mike Hopkins came from Syracuse and recruited for Syracuse and Jim Beheim. So, and they both, I mean, Mike Hopkins is going to instill the three zone at Washington. Not to say he's going to play it all the time like Beheim does, but he's going to instill it. It's going to be a primary defense um, at his program. And so I can definitely see them having similarities as far as the recruits that they're going to be going to. So Mike Hopkins, I mean, I'm always going to love him. And, and honestly, I'm going to always, I'm going to cheer for Washington. I don't want to see Washington do good. Um, you know, I'm sure ESPN or whoever in their lips trying to get a, a non-conference matchup with Syracuse versus Washington. You know, that yeah. would be that would be something. But we're gonna lose. They're gonna recruit similar similar players, and we are definitely gonna lose guys and be and win guys over Washington for for years to come, especially the next couple of years because you're talking about recruiting like those like they Mike Hopkins is bad recruiting for Syracuse, so. It's going to be interesting, but yeah, we get seven one center. We got one spot, so 
get to play with it and see see who we can get. Now get for our anything, best available. Leave, leave so. the options open a little bit. So um Right. Alright. Well, I guess we will try to be back with episode thirty five. Um we'll try to do another weekender if we can, if we can make it happen. Uh, after after the Miami game, we'll get back on as soon as we can. So, especially if they pull this off, it'll be gigantic. So, yeah, I'd like to say that if if, if we uh, if we're if we're happy enough on Saturday, then we can definitely pull one off. So, <laughs> pull another one off. We can Saturday definitely do a night. podcast. You know, if you're if but, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see. I, I I would still like to do. We'll try to do one at Sunday at the latest, maybe, but. Um, yeah, well, Saturday, if we lose, I'm probably just going to go apple picking. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, that's it. That's episode 34 in the books. That was your Miami pregame for Joe. I'm Sean. Q's Nation, we're out. Q. You just heard the Q's Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 